Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicas.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is a package which contains one of the most contentious and controversial moments in India's recent corporate history that is the turbulence in the Tata empire or at least right on the top. Cyrus Mistry was sacked last month from chairmanship and Ratan Tata is at the helm again at India's largest conglomerate and Forbes India has done a package on it. Joining me on the call to talk about it is editor Shaurav Mujumdar. Hi Shaurav, nice to have you back again. Yeah, hi, hi, Abhishek. Thanks, thanks for having me. We know that the history at the Tatas is that the bosses there are known to leave without much fuss. In fact, amidst a lot of fanfare, because they've served, they usually serve for decades. But the news of Cyrus Mistry being uh, ousted came quite as a shock, didn't it, for all journalists and uh, as well as the regular folk out on the street. Well, uh, more than journalists, uh, Abhishek, what uh, came as a shock, actually, the shock was more to shareholders and uh, I'm sure to the employees uh, of the group because uh, this is a respected 148-year-old group, quite an icon in terms of governance and structure and its footprint across the world. So the Tata Group is almost like a proxy for India Inc. When there is a you know, battle of this sort and a very public battle uh, at that, uh, obviously there will be not just ripples, there will be quite a lot of turbulence and that's what we're seeing right now. Right. And why was he sacked? Are there any clear answers a good few weeks after that big day? Well, uh, this all happened, as you know, on October the 24th. Even, in fact, as we speak today, uh, uh, Cyrus Mistry has sent out a long 14-page letter to shareholders giving his reasons for, you know, in his side of the story. But other than that, I think, uh, you know, if you speak to both sides, as you will find in our cover story we have, and this is this cover story, in fact, is a result of detailed reporting, uh, talking not just to both the sides, but also to multiple observers, uh, market people, uh, legal, uh, legal eagles and everybody. So it is a ba- basically a breakdown of trust from both sides. Uh, in, and I don't mean it as a pun only about the Tata Trust. So I think um, he went about doing uh, his own thing in terms of the way he wanted to run the Tata Empire because he believes genuinely that uh, probably that the Tata group does not belong to one or two people or a family. It is actually, uh, you know, belongs to the shareholders, which he has uh, reiterated in today's letter, which I was talking about. But Mr. Tata clearly had his own views about the way the group needed to be run and as the chairman of the Tata Trust, which together own 66% in Tata Sons, the holding company of the group, um, he probably went about sort of setting things right in terms of what uh, Cyrus uh, was doing. And so it was not it was clearly what they, he thought was at variance with the Tata values and the, the structure which he had painstakingly created. And the structure that you mentioned, uh, so painstakingly uh, created and also very complex, isn't it? Well, you know, you, you have a situation where here there is a clutch of public uh, charitable trusts, uh, which are actually for philanthropy, whose word works in mainly philanthropy, uh, which control together 66% in Tata Sons. Then you have Tata Sons controlling varying degrees of stakes in various group companies. Essentially, you don't have one family or one or two individuals controlling the company. That makes it a little different from the normal companies and groups which you see. And therefore, the question uh, is about how 
much actually from ta- Cyrus Mystery's point of view, the question was how much should uh, information should be shared to you know the trustees of Tata Trusts and so on. And from the Tata Trusts and Mr. Tata's perspective, he probably they all thought that you know if you have 66% and the group is not being run in a particular way, which is at variance in his view, dismantling some of the structures, uh, then it needed to be set right. At the core of it is uh, the question of structure and governance. Uh, you know, which also Cyrus talks about in his letter today to shareholders. Your letter, I think, uh, in this issue has these words, right? Uh, the things in question are shareholder democracy and corporate governance and in the role of independent directors is what you write. That's right. You know, that's, that's why, you know, when you talk about structures, when you talk about uh, shareholders and uh, the role and rights of shareholders, etc., a lot of important corporate governance issues actually come to the fore. And uh, these are things which naturally a si- group of the size of the Tatars uh, will naturally have to grapple with. And that's exactly what we are seeing playing out before us. Uh, because, you know, uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, how some directors are, uh, you know, sought to be removed from the boards, etc., and how some independent directors have, uh, you know, openly expressed their support. Now, there are again two sides to the story. While the Tata Sons uh, side thinks that, you know, the, the independent directors have taken sides by supporting uh, Mr. Mystery, and that is not really the done thing. Uh, Mr. Mystery's side, on the other hand, feels that, you know, they have asserted their independence by not going along with the principal shareholders, that being Tata Sons or Tata Trusts. That is the question here, and there are no easy answers, may I add, Abhishek, because... There has also been a lot of collateral damage, right? You have spoken to two individuals, one of them being Mr. Sivasan Karan, who has invested up to 900-odd crores in Tata Teleservices, and I think the investment was based on pure trust, and uh, he is now sitting on a pile of loss. And similarly, Mr. Nirmalaya Kumar, who is a celebrated professor and a Tata Group executive, he too was asked to leave the day that uh, Mr. Mistri was asked to go. Many heads have rolled, and not every, even they don't have the answers as to why this happened. Well, I life. think the biggest collateral damage has been for the Tata Group shareholders who have lost a lot of value in the process. And uh, ever since this uh, thing came out in the public on the October the 24th, the loss of value in the Tata Group stocks has been quite uh, quite significant, and that has actually hit the hit the shareholders pretty hard. And the shareholders, I mean, both minority as well as majority. And remember, Cyrus Mystery's group and family also has an about 18 and a half percent stake in Tata Sons. But uh, above and beyond all that, I think it's an issue of governance, as I come back to. And uh, I think the role of independent directors is also something which needs to be examined. Um, you know, legal eagles, we've spoken to senior noted lawyers, uh, you know, like Mr. Ranina, H.P. Ranina, for instance, mentions that, uh, you know, it's also necessary to look at the law very carefully uh, and probably make it uh, make uh, tighter the process for removal of directors. You cannot summarily remove directors uh, for whatever reasons without assigning reasons. So, uh, you know, that the law is not very clear on that. And he, he feels that you know, the the Companies Act needs to be probably amended and SEBI got into the picture to make things more strict and more clear in terms of the reasons having to be given. So these are just some of the issues, I must say. Um, and the overall, the broader uh, issue is how much information probably can the promoters ask for. You know, here you have uh, Tata Trust trustees, uh, and uh, though they deny that there was any material information which ever was sought, in a certain sense, I think this cleansing is also required because, you know, it will also show the way for future governance of companies and 
I think uh, a group of this size needs to be actually shown showing the way. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the way one would have expected it to happen. But, uh, you know, be that as it may, we, we probably will see some cleansing out of this. And for a moment, if we put this aside, what just happened in the last couple of months and read through some of the financials of uh, uh, the Tata Empire, you, you see that two companies, that is TCS and Jaguar Land Rover, these are the ones who are carrying the weight for the entire group with many others. There are 100 odd companies, uh, lousy returns, most of them. The clash also was where Mr. Mistri wanted to take this conglomerate as opposed to where Mr. Tata would have liked to walk. That's right. Uh, the, on, again, on the issue of performance and uh, what Cyrus Mistri was seeking to do, there are divergence of views. Uh, for instance, uh, Cyrus Mistri was seeking, uh, in his view, uh, he was trying to set right the legacy hotspots, as he calls it, uh, the problem areas by doing a variety of things, uh, including... We are trying to sell down some businesses, etc., which probably didn't go well with the Tata Group, the old guard in the Tata Group, because they probably felt, uh, you know, it could have been approached in another way. And then, uh, you know, there was also the view from the Tata Group, for instance, that other than these two companies, it was overly dependent on TCS and others for dividend. Now, that's a view which comes through uh, when when you speak to Tata Trust people, because they feel that it, if it's so highly dependent on TCS, it's actually dangerous even from a dividend perspective for Tata Trusts because then, uh, you know, if, if IT uh, goes through some vagaries of, uh, you know, business cycles, etc., then you are left with virtually nothing if TCS takes a hit. So, you know, it is anyway better to, die, uh, you know, sort of um, spread the, the, the profitable companies much better. So that was not happening. And yet, uh, you know, Cyrus Mystery says that, you know, people have lauded his performance during the tenure he was in. When you spoke and your team spoke with uh, the folks within Tata, what, what are the immediate next steps that you foresee uh, happening with Mr. Ratan Tata back only for an interim period before the uh, next man is appointed? What are the things that need immediate fixing? Well, uh, if you see uh, what's happening after Mr. Tata came back into the saddle, uh, he's done uh, what he had actually put in place earlier before he left. He's again brought back some common people between Tata Sons and Tata Trusts. For instance, he's made uh, Venus Srinivasan a Tata Trusts trustee, Sardarabdi Tata Trust. So, you know, his, his big basic idea was to keep some commonality of people and directors across the three entities or the three sets of entities in that sense, the group companies, the, the Tata Sons and Tata Trust, so that the commonality of vision and the values, etc. flows seamlessly all through all these entities. Now, that unfortunately was disrupted in that sense by Mr. Mistry, who again thought in each company should be decided, their views should be decided by the boards of those companies. So this is again, like I said, it's a theoretical battle also at one level, therefore. So Mr. Tata has brought back these commonalities which were uh, ceased to exist uh, after he left. The hunt for a successor will be will have to be intensified, but that, that's going to be not very easy because, you know, having gone through all this uh, public mudslinging, uh, it will be very, very difficult uh, to choose a person so quickly. Probably. In my view, they'll have to be very carefully thought out. And the third point which will be uh, played out is at the EGMs. So, you know, at the EGMs, it will be really interesting to see what happens because, uh, of course, at TCS, there's a huge uh, Tata Suns shareholding over 70%. Uh, so 
that's not really a problem. But at some other companies, the role of uh, where, where Tata Sons has lower stakes and, and where independent directors have actually backed mystery. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which way LIC, uh, which is one of the largest public shareholders, uh, which way they vote. It's not very clear right now because LIC, LIC is not, it's, it's quite a mystery thriller at this point, if you ask me. Yes, and there's, there'll be a lot to write about. We'll look forward to it, Shorabda. Thanks a lot for your time on this podcast. Thank you so much, Abhishek. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a subscription, Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. 